Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Now when you use promo code DNVR, you'll get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet this Sunday. That's code DNVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. I am Patrick Lyons. And live from LA, I'm Susie Hunter. Patrick, how you doing? Doing well, considering the Rockies continue to drive us up a wall Thursday or today is Thursday. No, today's Friday. Yes. Today's Thursday Friday. We're talking about Thursday's game. <laughs> it's difficult it? to keep track of things <laughs> when the Rockies nearly lost the exact same score on Wednesday night as they did Thursday night. They lost six, four to the giants. There were some positives that were in there. Uh, we'll get to that. We'll talk about some players. A lot of people have been injured here on the San Francisco trip going on the IL done for the year. Some guys, uh, getting activated. We can talk a little bit about what's going on down in Albuquerque, RIP, and preview the Dodgers series, have some fun like we do each and every day. Yes, things are going on everywhere. What are we things What are, are we going to start with? What are we starting with, Patrick? Steer the let's ship. Start with, let's start with Ford Proctor, and this is not an ad read uh, for some kind of conglomerate. But There's the no way Ford Proctor, Ford Proctor is a real name. I'm so sorry, but there's just no way. <laughs> If you follow us on Twitter at DNVR underscore Rockies, there was a tweet right around game time of we can't let somebody like named Ford Proctor beat us. And what happened in his first at bat in the a bottom of the second inning? Freaking slam. Yes. First pitch, grand slam. First grand first home run of his career. He had none. He had like four at bats going into this game. <laughs> And that was kind of how that was ultimately the game. And so if you turned it off at that point, um, you missed some things, but I understand why you would have turned it off at that point. Uh, actually, Ryan Feltner calmed down. He'd give up five runs in those two innings. Um, and then for the next four, they were all scoreless, only gave up two hits, one walk, three strikeouts. So I uh, was able to get to his six inning mark, which was nice his first time since uh, I think August 20th, also against the San Francisco Giants. So he has a, Season-long ERA, a little bit over six, uh, less than ideal there. But uh, what what were your what was your thoughts on the ninth inning, Susie? I mean, that that's always I good, feel, right? To to I feel compose. like I feel like I'm <laughs> living in Groundhog's Day this series because we keep having these situations where the Rockies do a mini rally and the the tying run is at the plate. So I just feel like we see this so much. Like it makes me, it makes me not even excited for rallies anymore. Cause I'm like, uh, it's just going to have going to turn out the same way. Did. But, but yes, well, but the, there was a, a rally. The rally, uh, did there was start a rally. And- Rallies are amazing. And I don't know why I'm being so cranky about a rally. I think I would be happier if they were like, Oh, and they won. Yeah, it was it was like, oh, that was almost all for nothing. But uh, in, in the ninth inning there, so what what we almost had is a couple of things too. I had the I had the tweets generated here that they could have <laughs> lost by an identical six to three score on Wednesday and Thursday night. And we would have had something that I imagine hasn't happened in a very long time is not only would the score have been identical in back to back days, but Wednesday starter, John Brebbia, it was a bullpen day. Sean Jelly pitched most of the game, four innings. My favorite name. And then John Brebbia, John Brebbia could have finished the game on Thursday. So started the first game, closed out the second one, identical scores. Has that ever happened? Who knows who cares because that's not actually how it ended up coming to fruition. Uh, so uh, here's how the ninth went down. Patrick Lines head. Yeah, that's it. You know, you got you got to be ready for those kind of things. Daza was batting leadoff. We talked uh, yesterday with Drew Goodman about Daza maybe being one of those candidates next year. The Rockies can't get a leadoff hitter in the offseason. Daza has a decent enough batting average, puts the ball in play. Uh, you'd like to see him take maybe a few more pitches, but he singles to, to lead off the ninth. Then Alan Trejo singles. Brendan Rodgers does make an out. He had just come off on the, uh, the IL earlier in the day. C.J. Crone. Sacrifice fly scores a run. And so now there's two outs. At least you got one run. And then Sean Bouchard, the guy that we've pretty much been saying for at least a week now, deserves a lot more attention, ends up launching a two-run home run, his second of his career. And it is a little bit interesting at that point. That was where it was 6-3. Gabe Kapler did have to go to his bullpen there. 
and uh, and and try to get something going because you didn't want that game necessarily to to slip away. Uh, so he goes in and gives up that home run to Bouchard, who going into this game, he had himself a, a nice little streak. Goodman even said on his podcast, we kind of touched on it uh, on yesterday's show, that entering Thursday, Sean Bouchard, who's batting fifth, love to see that him getting some more opportunities higher up in the lineup, but his 508 on base percentage entering Thursday night's game, uh, since he's been called up, ranked second in the majors behind it. Aaron Judge, yes, since August 30th, you got Aaron Judge, number one, getting walks, hitting home runs, pretty much only doing those two things. And you've got Sean Bouchard right behind him, just over 500. Pretty amazing. Uh, he actually had started each of the Rockies' last seven games, uh, going uh, eight for 16 with 10 walks. So, yeah, he actually also had a 500 batting average over the last seven games. Uh, and he had drawn a walk, at least one walk, in all seven of those games. It was actually the longest streak by a Rockies player since Nolan Arenado had a streak of seven games with a walk back in 2017. So patience is definitely something that young players don't have. You don't have that skill. You've got to build it up very much. And Bouchard already has this skill, and that's pretty promising. Is he somebody that we end up seeing as a leadoff hitter? Next year, I don't know. Uh, he won't be playing left field. Uh, Chris Bryant will be there. Maybe Bouchard's over and right. Uh, did start out his career doing a little bit on the corner corners uh, in the infield there. So, you know, he could spell a couple games over at first base if you need to. But he's been interesting to see. Maybe not a world beater quite yet, Sean Bouchard, but definitely someone uh, who's been contributing really well. Susie, not a surprise that Bouchard was the guy who came through in the clutch with a big two-run home run in the ninth with two outs. You know what? Love this homer for Sean Bouchard. Um, of course, I my Wi-Fi kicked me off, so I'm thinking that you said, but yo, Sean Bouchard, looking good. He's been, he's been legit, yeah. Uh, he's one of only four players in franchise history who've drawn a walk in at least eight straight games. And... Uh, I'm, I'm now drawing a blank. His home run totally erased everything uh, in my head, what he did, but he ended up walking also on Thursday night. So uh, he's continuing to set records. Walt Weiss had 11 game streak in 97. Todd Helton had four streaks of eight or more games consecutively drawing a walk. Larry Walker, three times Brad Hop. Sean Bouchard is now on that list. So we talked about it a, a week and a half ago. Tolia and Larry Walker having these similarities with two triples in the same game. A walk of stolen base. Now Bouchard is on a a pretty special list, and uh, and I'm glad people are really starting to uh, to take notice of his play because uh, he's been bringing a lot of positive stuff to the lineup. Oh, for sure, yeah. And you love to see him having you know since he's come back up, he's been so so happy for that. And he'll be back home there. He'll be back home in uh, you know UCLA guy. He is from Southern California. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it was a little bit closer to San Diego area, but uh, that will be cool, kind of. You know, I hope maybe some L.A. media and some of the Dodgers media will be looking to talk to him. Hopefully they've been able to recognize and identify how good he's been. Uh, they overall. freaking better. They better. I want the red carpet for Sean Bouchard for their local guy. But it didn't stop there. It was 6-3 at that point. Michael Tolia, he ended up singling. Elias Montero with his first career triple. Not sure if he needed the oxygen tank. Maybe if it was in Colorado, I mean, he's a big boy. You know what I mean? Nothing wrong with, with tapping into the old oxygen tank. If you're a little bit on the huskier side, uh, but he triples him in, uh, gets an RBI. That's where it ends up. Six, four Ezekiel Tovar makes the final out. You can't, you can't get a base hit on one pitch in every single at bat of your career. I don't think anyone was expecting that. No, no, no. I mean, I guess you can't. We learned it. We thought maybe he could actually, there was one point on Friday night. We all, why not? Why, why can't you do that? No, you know what? He had a great run <laughs> for that. He had a great run, but uh, fortunately not enough. Uh, this loss to the Giants is now their eighth in a row against the Giants. Uh, sweep last week at home, sweep last week on the road. They are doing it all. Peace, Boy, yeah, the Rockies got – no, no, I didn't say peace out. I was going to say the Rockies got swept by the Giants twice in one week. I just – my camera. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's quite unfortunate. Also, San Francisco's now uh, at 500 for the first time since like 
<laughs> Oof. Yeah. Well, playing even the though Rockies they're out of it, even effect. though they're out of it completely, you know, how nice for them to have a nice little run. Yeah, DNVR bets. I know they officially called it off. I think it's now time for us, Susie, to mm. to call off the hunt, call off the search. The hunt for sixty-nine. It's 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 over. It's done. They've got sixty-five right now. They'd have to go four and two against the best team in all of baseball. I, it's not going to happen. So they they're going to finish with less than sixty-eight and a half wins. So disappointing at least in that perspective was just talking with uh, Andre Simone uh, on the Denver sports podcast about that and, and how it's kind of come to this. It was really that series. I mean, shoot, I, I, at this point, so the series last week was the one that totally upended them because I thought they were going to go four and three. They went one and six. That was really what dashed it. That's big. But, and, and, for this series in California, I had them only going two and seven. I wasn't asking for a ton. Two and seven, Susie. That's it. Nasty. And now, a lot. <laughs> now, but but still, they can win two out of six against the Dodgers and at least get that part. But they're still going to be too short. And in fact, and, and uh, I, I may have mentioned this once in the last couple of days, but if they don't win a game here for the rest of the season and end up with, gosh, that would be a... 11 game losing streak to finish out the year. I mean, that's bad enough. Anytime you have 11 game losing streak, that totally, you know, gives you an imbalance in the win loss column. No doubt about it. Yeah. But if they lose every single game to finish this, this road trip in LA, they will finish with the second worst record records. I'm getting, I'm getting verklempt. The second worst record in franchise history at 65 wins. Second worst ever. They win only one game. I think, it's still going to be the second worst record. What is the worst record? History. That is, I believe that was 2012 when they only won 64 games. So they've, Ooh. we know they, we know they've avoided the, the 100 losses, oh. uh, if that's of value to anyone, but it's still going down as, as one of the worst seasons in franchise history. Not great. Absolutely less than ideal overall. So, um, we'll see what happens. Susie's going to be there in LA having a good time. We're going to be in Denver planning for uh, a wonderful tailgate next Thursday. Uh, I imagine Susie might even be back by then. I wouldn't even be surprised if she took uh, an Uber from DIA to the tailgate, uh, which of course, if you're a member to the DNVR.com, uh, you're gonna get a price break on that. You get a free shirt from DNVRlocker.com with an annual membership, uh, 15% off your tab. That's been the biggest thing overall is, I mean, if you're just going to like watch a game, uh, grab a beer, grab a bite to eat, that 15% off is going to add up really quickly uh, for your annual membership to the dnvr.com. All kinds of giveaways at our watch parties going down at the bar all throughout the weekend. It's absolutely fantastic. Down on the corner of Colfax in York. Make sure you join and get access to that members-only Discord as well. And look, Help us out because these guys are helping us out. It's game time tickets. The game time app is revolutionizing things. They've been doing it for a while, but we just really haven't been talking about it too much. I, I can remember talking about it a couple of years ago because that was how I used to, to go to certain games, uh, get tickets on the 50-yard line, courtside, behind home plate. To be fair, I'm a little bit more frugal, so when I got my tickets last minute on game time, I was sitting in the upper deck. But much like with that Giant series we talked about, I, we were getting tickets for only like a dollar a piece. So you can get that on the game time app. Actually don't, don't go to game time app. Forget I said that actually check out our link in the description. That's how we get a little bit of credit. So, you know, and they know that you heard about game time app through DNVR. It's absolutely fantastic. Last minute drops can be found on seats. You really thought you could never buy or even afford. You can save up to 60% when you wait closer to the start of an event. So if it's one of those things you're hanging on the fence or maybe you need to go by yourself and you're waiting for the last minute, game time is going to pay off in a major way. If you love DNVR, you're going to love game time. Best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. Also in the description, you can check out more information about Evoca TV. They are the GOAT in Colorado sports. That, of course, being the greatest of all television. That's because you're getting altitude. You're getting AT&T Sportsnet. So, yeah, you're getting Nuggets. You're getting Abs. You're getting the Rockies. 
You're getting some college sports in there, over 60 entertainment channels. You can also get the NFL Network. It's the ultimate game viewing zone. You can even stream your teams from your phone, laptop, or tablet when you're on the go. You can add the discounted Sling TV bundle for ESPN and more. Look, all you got to do is check out evoca.tv slash Colorado 10. That's E-V-O-C-A dot TV slash Colorado and the number 10. It's typically $25 a month plus a $5 receiver fee. But right now, when you go to that site, we're going to lop off $10 off your first three months. No contracts, no catches. Ivaca is TV made for champions of the remote. Love it. Um, yeah, 64 wins in 2012 was the worst, Susie, as we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Second worst is 66 wins. So they might be they might tie for the second worst amount. And the third worst is 67 which was in 2005 and when they were expansion team, they basically got a, a group of leftover players uh, that nobody wanted. And they said, Hey, let's run out there. They still ended up winning 67 teams, 67 games. And this team might be lucky if they can get 67 right now. They would be lucky if they got 67 wins right now. Yeah, this is, um, it's been kind of crazy. Um, I mean, I'm glad I didn't get the TikToks at a hundred losses, but Darn, if they're going to get close. Well, you would, you would have been like halfway there. It would, it, it, between the two of us, like our predictions would have, would have been right there. I had the, I had the last three weeks and then you would have had the last two weeks probably. Right. So between us, we definitely could have claimed uh, That's fair. That's a victory. Fair. That's I think fair. so. Uh, before we preview the, uh, the Dodgers series here, six games historic we started off by saying that it was historic we'll we'll get to it in a second it's literally historic we're not we're not even talking about historic for the rockies which 30 years of history is a lot it's one of the reasons why they deserve a hall of fame a lot of great players a lot of great moments yeah yeah totally it's it's more than enough um but to get to a couple notes brendan rogers we saw back in the lineup batting third back from a hamstring sprain but going on the il connor joe with the right Serratus strange strain that I was, that was my question to you uh, was what is a serratus? It, it made me think of like oblique muscles and I wasn't too far off. It's kind of like uh, under your armpits almost. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's, it's muscles uh, over here. Like if you <laughs> we're, bones, we're both rubbing our armpits right now. <laughs> that's why you need to be watching on the DMVR sports channel over on YouTube. So, you know, just instinctually rubbing our armpits. This is great content. It's a weird spot uh, to get injury. I feel like when yeah. you do pull downs, like if you want to, if you want like a wide back, that muscle that kind of juts out um, from you know, the, the upper part of your bicep to your obliques, okay. that's probably the right, the, the serratus. So it's the right one for Connor Joe. Uh, it is retroactive. For Patrick's uh, personal training podcast after that's this. It. Totally. Directly after this. How to come off the IL in the minimum 10 days. Uh, Connor Joe, hopefully he liked the, he liked my page when I made the video. Let's see what happens uh, with that. But uh, it does go retroactive to September 26th. So I saw some reports out there that his season's done, but uh, I actually think he would still be eligible to come off for like a day or two. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's going to happen, but we'll see that, that yeah. can be in a row. He finishes the year on the IL. Yeah. I was wondering the same thing. Cause yeah, I did see other people talking about how, yeah, his season's over. Like, well, he could come back. What's going on. We just yeah. already planning on it. <laughs> yeah. Already, already hoping for the worst. We saw Ty block. Uh, uh, it was added uh, to the roster. I haven't seen him play yet. It's been a while uh, since we've seen uh, the block master. I just made that the little right. cat, the little cat. That was the, the nickname. Cat. Yes. That's I was going to say the preacher. Nickname. The preacher is the official nickname uh, on his baseball reference, but yeah, we, we got it. We've got it. I know. Don't why see the face. Why? He's a, uh, he's, you know? he's a preacher. I, I don't know, but little cat is way better. I like little, little cat. cat. Is definitely way better. I want some context on the preacher. I guess I'll, I'll dig around and find out. He's a holy man. We'll just leave it at that, but he's, he's the preacher, uh, spreading good vibes, uh, here and there. And, um, so he, he gets added to the, to the roster cause, Carlos Estevez put on the COVID IL. Haven't haven't seen that used in a while. Turns out, okay, he didn't have COVID, but he is pretty sick and he is done for the year. So that's it. Carlos Estevez, his Rockies career may be over. That that could be the last time we have ever seen Carlos Estevez as he uh, enters into the abyss that is free agency. And we know Rockies, you know, they've got, they've got good players. And, you know, it's on one hand, you say, Bill, 
Mr. Schmidt, Mr. GM man, uh, as he's, as we all call him in the press box, Mr. GM man. Um, you, That's you his make, preferred nickname. He asks us preferred. to call him that. His baseball reference page, it says Mr. GM man as his nickname. Now, GMs don't get a baseball reference page, but Why don't is, they? is this idea, is this idea that, hey, they just need to play better? Yes, they can play better. But if they don't do it for the Rockies and they don't do it all at the same time, you're going to have a 65 win season and you're going to lose 90 plus games. Uh, but they've got some talent there. And, and when players go to other teams or when other teams kind of make those overtures to Rockies players and say, hey, we'll pay you actually some good money. You see the kind of years that a Tyler Anderson has and, and Adam Adovino still going strong in his career really well. Mm -hmm. DJ LeMahieu. Uh, is is going to be just shy of a hundred million dollars in free agency uh, since he's left the uh, the Rockies, and so I think Carlos Estevez is going to be another one of those guys where, you know, some people kind of were really surprised with how much money John Gray made in free agency. Uh, they may be surprised at how much money Carlos Estevez is going to make because he's uh, he's a guy, great clubhouse guy, no doubt about mm -hmm. it, uh, but also brings a lot to the table as well in the bullpen. So. That'll be the end uh, uh, for him. He's on the COVID 15-day IL, even though he doesn't have COVID. And uh, who else is hurt? Oh, Charlie Blackman. Torn yeah. meniscus, torn meniscus uh, in his left menisci. I believe it will be his left menisci. Uh, we, we saw it on Sunday. I think we, we actually think talked about term. it a little bit. <laughs> we talked about it on the show briefly. When he hit that double, he kind of just made, made a 90-degree turn. To yeah. second base. I mean, he was going slow at that point anyway. He was just jogging, uh, was removed from the game. Connor Joe came in. I think that might have been in the ninth inning, in fact, of Sunday's game. Feels like a billion years ago at this point. Uh, but his season is done. But Jose Iglesias, back in the mix. He got the start on Wednesday. Tovar was starting again at shortstop. So it's a, it's a real uh, mash group, right? We, we are just crawling our way to the end of the season here at this point with all of these yeah. injuries. Just absolutely. <laughs> Clawing away. Yeah. Clawing away. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how much more there, there possibly could uh, get banged up here. Don't say that. Food. Don't put that out there because then something weird is going to happen and like Tovar's legs are going to fall off or something. Like Ford Proctor hitting a grand slam for his first career home run, like something like that. Something like that could also happen for sure. Well, that's the thing. That's the thing is, is we should probably, you know, we should look at the Dodgers roster and make a prediction that's just so ridiculous. And there's a good chance that it may even happen. I mean, that's, that's kind of where we're at. I'm surprised we didn't stumble upon this game earlier in the season is to just <laughs> look and go, all right, what would just be so stupid to happen? And you go, all right, how about well, Joey Gallo having a three homer game? No, not that stupid. Um, we've, we've seen Hanser Alberto pitch a lot this year. Uh, he, he did something earlier in the year. Like He's got something like 10 innings pitched. It's been ridiculous how much they've actually ended up using him. Um, and so I could see what Hanser Alberto going like three scoreless innings. He's a position player, by the way, folks. If, uh, if you're not familiar with the household name, that is Hanser Alberto. Um, but that, that, that could be the one, right? He's pitched 10 innings this year and, um, that's you know, hilarious though. 3.60 ERA, 3.60 ERA. He's only struck out one. So that's it right there. He struck out only one. He ends up going two or three innings and strikes out like three guys. It's not that crazy to think about. Should the Rockies trade for Hansel Alberto for the bullpen? <laughs> I mean, everyone could use their own little Shohei Otani. I mean, look at him. We're, <laughs> we're living in an age <laughs> of so many Shoheis. Yeah. Yeah, we could see, uh, you know, maybe... Uh, if the Dodgers have a bullpen game, we could see uh, three former Rockies going uh, mm -hmm. to finish out the game. That being Yancy Almonte. Enjoyed that conversation uh, that you had with him a couple days ago uh, on the Suzy show. Uh, Chris Martin. No, not the father of Apple Martin or the uh, ex-husband of the creator of Goop. That would be Gwyneth Paltrow. People are like, what are all these things? These all, these mean things. See, that's um, the problem. Well, like, I'm, I'm following you. I just didn't things. know. That I know you, you are. I didn't know that you knew this much about Gwyneth Paltrow's family. I, I know plenty about Goop. 
Okay. So goop it's Listen, it was one. the it was the conscious uncoupling heard around the world. That was like such a moment. Yes, but we're not talking about that Chris Martin. We're, we're not, not talking about no, we're, not we're, talking not. About those can, we're not talking about those candles either. We're talking about Chris Martin, the reliever, and we're talking about uh, Tommy Canely. Yeah, like he's he's around too. So uh, you could have three former Rockies. So not not that special, not that wild. But it's the Hanser Alberto. That's going to be the crazy things. Maybe Kevin Pillar comes off the IL. Yes, he's still around. The guy that no one remembers was a Rocky. Right. That's the, that's the question. If you want to win a bar bet, say who, you know, who played for the final month of the, on the Rockies in center field or that, who, who are the two guys they traded? Some people remember Michael Givens. No one remembers Kevin Pillar. I don't remember it. Except, except people who listen to our show. That's I, don't, I, I mean, you keep saying it, but I just, I think you're just making it up for a bit. It was, it was it a all. wild time because no one ever saw it actually with their, their naked eye. No one was able to actually go to the ballpark and see exactly. Them. So maybe it didn't happen. I'm convinced it didn't happen. It's only been two years since 2020, but I feel I'm like we're con- close to a I'm retrospective. A cons- I'm a conspiracy theory. This right here. I, I'm all happens. for it. Never well, we could definitely, we definitely might need to do a deep dive into the 2020 season. Again, it's only been two years, but so much, I, I feel like I've forgotten about like it, about it not having happened and it was so unmemorable for so many reasons. I, yeah. I would be curious to to know how memorable it is for some guy. I mean, Dodgers won the world series that year. Yeah. So to them that's memorable, but uh, just such a weird year, such a weird time where yeah. it seemed like sports just didn't matter. Um, and also, I mean, that was a season where I literally could not watch any Rockies baseball because I got moved to a morning show. So I had to go to bed at like five o'clock. So by the time the Rockies play, Oh, I'm asleep for hours. So I, I missed out on watching that whole 2020 season. Pretty much. I really didn't catch any games. It was kind of unfortunate. And, and I don't think it's any surprise that the viewership for the, the Rockies games took a dip and the viewership for wake up Hartford did so well. I think people said, well, if I can only have one or the other, Actually, I need my wake up Hartford. It's called Good Morning Connecticut. <laughs> oh, so close. That You're was really my second close, guess. Though. You're really that was close. my second guess. Where did they come <laughs> up with these names? It's just, it's amazing. I, I'll tell you what, here's a name I know where they came up with. Do you know American Raptors? So it's, it's, uh, oh. <laughs> you, you actually know where the name comes from. I mean, we know the American I, part, but Raptors. Um, are they named after me? Cause I, ah! I make that noise. So you're so so. What kind of animal is a raptor? He's a, a dinosaur. Yes, but we're talking about hawks. So uh, predatory oh. uh, like hawks, they're called raptors. Like that's that's actually what they represents. are. Also a dinosaur, right? Yes. No, they I'm are, not yes. making that up. Okay, I'm like you're I'm not. not stupid, am I? <laughs> no, no, velocity. <laughs> no, you are for the sound you made, but not for thinking <laughs> raptors. Uh, are a dinosaur, but yeah, we are, we're talking about, uh, the birds. And as Kale points out in our private chat, birds are dinosaurs. Yes. Uh, yes. that's true. And, and they, they very much look similar. I was just thinking, uh, we have plenty of hawks out here in, in, uh, in Colorado. And if you see them like walking or hopping around, like they look like these little creatures that definitely could take over the world. So those are the Raptors they're talking about eagles, right? Like an American Eagle. That's a type of American Raptor, but the American Raptors we have in Colorado, in Glendale, Colorado, uh, down in Rugby Town, USA, at Infinity Park. Uh, they are, they're learning the sport, and you could learn along with them. You're probably already listening to Colton Strickler on the DNVR Rugby Podcast. You're probably already going over to AmericanRaptors.com right now as I speak to stream all the games from their website and to get free tickets all throughout their season. Uh, they've, they've got international teams coming in for tournaments and competitions the time. I mean, you could learn a lot about betting on rugby too during the off season. If uh, you need that, Colton's got the lowdown on that. So make sure you check out AmericanRaptors.com. Travis Legal is where you need to check out. If something went down, like a car crash that wasn't your fault, now you've got injuries, medical bills, lost income, property damage, and you've got to deal with that kind of disruption in your life. What do you do? Where do you go? Travis Legal Offices is your 
source 303-766-8776 for free consultation on your personal injury matter. That's kind of the biggest piece is just getting the conversation going and saying, Hey, do I have a case or am I blowing this up out of proportion? No, get that free consultation so they can let you know exactly how much they can help. You can reach out 24 seven on the web at travislegaloffices.com. Don't assume, don't just assume the insurance companies are going to look out for you because they go to great lengths to tilt the playing field in their favor. It's unfortunate. You're relying on them to look out for your best interest, but that's not always the case. Travis Legal Offices, that is the case. They will look out for you. It's about respect, response, and results. Keep that motto in mind for each and every one of their cases is what they do. Reach out to Travis Legal Offices today at 303-766-8766. Now, I don't know... I don't know that we even, A, want to sue anyone down in Albuquerque, but I also don't know what grounds we would have to sue the isotopes for getting rid of the isotope slope because it's it's so wrong. Here's the thing. Yes. I, uh, went, you know, I knew that the hill was going away. They announced it last week. I did not realize that they were going to start demolishing the hill right after the game. Like, the players went out, took their pictures, fans went out, and apparently got to, you know, say goodbye too. But they started tearing that thing apart that night. And by now, right now, so it's Friday. Their last game was on Wednesday. The hill's gone. The taupe slope is totally gone. That was almost more shocking, to be honest. That it was honestly, the timing. The timing yes. really deeply upset me. Great point. I could not agree more. Yeah, like when, when you know, you heard that they were going to remove it, you're upset. But I think pretty quickly you go, oh, I could see why it makes sense. Or I can, I understand what the justification will probably be. Even if you don't really agree with it, you go, okay. But this was something where it's like the next day, yeah, you wake up, you roll out of bed and you're like, hey, maybe I'm going to try to go down to the ballpark and see too late. It's already gone. And it, in a weird way, if you look at the photographs of it, because there's no longer the slope there. So now the wall is like 10 feet high so from the cool. ground and you're like, well, now nobody can rob a home run and you realize, hey, wait a minute, that hill had a purpose. It allows you to run up the hill, steal a home run. Now it's impossible. Now you got to climb a fence and you got to jump down from there. It's actually more dangerous, folks. It's even more dangerous than before. You know what? I really, I didn't even think of what purpose the hill had served, but yeah, I guess it would make it easier to rob home runs. And in a park like that, where there's lots of runs... That kind of even the playing field a little bit, I feel like, okay. ironically. Yeah, very true. All right, so Kale, please make a note. We need somebody to Photoshop a hill going from probably just outside the dirt on the left side of the infield. So it's going to start there, the incline, all the way up to the top of the green monster at Fenway Park so we can get some more home run robberies. Imagine what that would look like. Like that's essentially what we're talking about here. That's insane. I love it. I want to see it. Photoshop it, please. Someone. Kale, please Photoshop this over the weekend. We are begging you. Thank you so much. <laughs> the only thing question is, is like, what does it look like in left center? Like there's like a, another steep drop off there. I don't, I haven't yeah. thought this through. I'm beginning to think maybe my idea of a slope that goes about 125 feet from the, from the start of the outfield grass to the top of the green monster may not be a good idea, but I'm not, I'm not convinced yet. I still got to do more research on that. So yeah, that was, that was shocking. That was disappointing to see that was gone. I actually wonder if they're going to change the outfield in general, because it kind of had a. I don't know if you would say convex because it wasn't a, a straight across center field like you have at Coors no, Field. It was, yeah, it was curved. It was arced so that there was no like edge. Like we're mm -hmm. like I'm talking about this Fenway Hill. Is that like, well, wait a minute, how do you get off the side of it? Well, there was no sides because it was just it was like self-contained, mm -hmm. if you will, which made sense. So now they may even change, you know, the complexion of what they the outfield might look like. Uh could increase even more home runs. I don't think the isotopes could possibly hit any more home runs than they hit this year. It was like 240. It was insane. Yeah. But uh it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Um Hold on, we got a comment from Zach Gottlieb. I still miss the hill in Houston. Houston had a hill? Yes, when Minute Maid Park was first built, and it was called Enron Field, uh, it had Enron. something called Tal's Hill, which I've looked this up numerous times, and I always forget who Tal was. But yes, they had a hill in center field. It wasn't curved. It, it, it did just go straight back. 
And I'm 99% sure there was a center field. There was a pole in center field for a period of time. And then they moved it back and they're like, okay, the pole is ridiculous. Um, but that kind of all goes back to a time in which, you know, the outfields would, were just gigantic and you just couldn't hit a ball over a fence. They were almost always inside the park home runs uh, at the original Yankee Stadium. Center field was probably, you know, 450. And so when they had the monuments, the monuments were in play. That's one of my favorite things is when you see a highlight of old Yankee Stadium, there'd be a ball and there'd be a guy trying to like work his way through the monuments to get the ball because those were in play. You know, people used to sit on the field and they would just be a rope going across and you were just kind of in play. The ball could roll underneath the rope and you had to go in, in through the fans uh, and get it. And it was still kind of in play. Uh, so Zach confirms, yeah, that there, the pole was still there. That's the last time we had any modern stadium with, with anything like that in what? play. That I is like so crazy. I'm sure like, I'm going to say six years. I'm going to put a ballpark it around about six years in center field. But now... Ice Topes Park, Tope Slope, Glen Allen Hill, Warren Peak, whichever one you prefer to call it out there. R.I.P., man. R.I.P. That was so sad. I wasn't ready for that. I was not ready for that. Yeah. Yeah, me neither. It just happened so fast. Listen, the devil works fast. The Albuquerque grounds crew works faster. It's true. It's true. true. Uh, They ended up having the highest attendance down there in Albuquerque uh, for, for average games. They average over 7,000. I think Las Vegas ended up having more overall attendance, but they played two more games. So again, they love cheating and fudging the numbers in Las Vegas. That's obvious. Uh, They had the highest and third highest attended game in all of minor league baseball. They had two dates or two gates. I should say over 15,000. Albuquerque is an amazing yes. baseball town. No I know. And I'm actually so bummed that neither of us got down to Albuquerque during this season. I feel like we need to prioritize that next year because we listen, we got to, we, we love showing our topes some love, but like we need to, I need to get down there. Yeah. Well, the, the, the crop of prospects is, is obviously going to start coming through. Like mm-hmm. to, it's an interesting point because Tovar and Tolia were there but for like a week at a time and then yeah. they were up the majors. So there was in this period, but maybe, you know, Zach Veen, Drew Romo, Joe mm-hmm. Rock, you know, all of these guys, once they work their way through Hartford, you know, you take the six hour drive down there from uh, Denver to get to Albuquerque. Uh, maybe you don't need to sleep in your car. Like, uh, like I used to do. Um, we'll, we'll talk about that another time, but Rockies minor league affiliates sticking on that. They do finish with the second best winning percentage in all of the minor leagues. That is when you include the Dominican summer league teams. They had two of them. The run differential wasn't quite as good. If that's uh, an important thing, I think it is to a degree. Um, but they, they won a lot of games. The Rays had the best record in the minor leagues. Any way you'd cut it. And it's for the fourth year in a row. So they put a premium on winning Rockies hmm. are starting to do that. Now it'll be interesting to see how that, you know, really comes to fruition in the major league product. We saw that in, in 2013 with the Asheville tourists when winning the South Atlantic league and all of those guys who ended up impacting the roster in 17, 18, 19. So, um, just, just a really successful year. If you exclude the Dominican summer league teams who were really good, um, and you just basically have low A to high A or excuse me, low A to triple A seventh best winning percentage still, Really solid. That that that's really solid. Hope is on the way. Hope it's is, promising. Is yes, all yeah. the hope on the way that we can get for sure. All right. So let's get to the history. According to the Elias Sports Bureau, Ooh. the series between the Rockies and the Dodgers, which we should remind you, is an anomaly. When the first week of the, or rather, the first scheduled games, the first week of scheduled games in the 2022 season, were postponed. They had to make them up somehow because that's, mm-hmm. it's always funny when you say cancel. Cause you're like, well, the first week is the first week, you know, when, when the Rockies going back to uh, 2020 during the pandemic season and they started the, the, their first game, I think that was July 24th. That was opening day. So they didn't postpone opening day or they didn't cancel opening day. They just moved it later. So they postponed the first week. They had to make up the game somehow. They had two double headers uh, in San Diego to make up those two games. And then to make up the three games, they were supposed to start in LA they tacked it on to the back of the season where coincidentally is where they were supposed to finish up. So you have six games in LA. Everyone's saying what the hell this is not the first time it's happened, but it is the first time 
since a six-game series ended the year for the Chicago White Sox and the St. Louis Browns in 1938. Folks, the St. Louis Browns, I don't know if we've ever mentioned the St. Louis Browns on a podcast before. St. Louis Browns. Um, I was wondering if this had happened before. I'm glad to see that it's happened once before and a million years ago. But yeah, it's going to be a weird series out here. I'm out here in you LA are. for it. I'm going to, I will be at Dodger Stadium later today. If you're watching us on YouTube, you'll see my beautiful backdrop of Dodger Stadium from a basement in Pasadena. But yeah, I, I'm curious to see. I'm like, okay, like after, after three games against the same guys that we've already played a ton, like, what do we talk about for six games? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. What's especially, especially cause you were there for the final week at Coors field and you already kind of heard guys like winding down or them yeah. being asked those, you know, questions about like, all right, well, what went well and what didn't, et cetera, all that end of season type stuff. Uh, what's also interesting too is uh, Sunday's game. So you got a typical, you know, two night games, getaway day, <laughs> although they getting away uh, is a day game. So Sunday's game is at two ten, and then they've got to wait until Monday night to play again. So you got so 810. Yeah, 810 for the night games. Although for although Saturday is at 710. So be ready for that one. Um yes. And yes, the the St. Louis uh Browns had a similar uh alien type looking logo for uh, as the Cleveland Browns. Actually no the Browns have the elf. The Browns have the elf but uh the St. Louis Browns they had like this weird little uh great gazoo kind of looking character without the helmet. Uh, and yes, the St. Louis Browns, uh, 99% sure probably would have been first. They later became, they later moved from St. Louis and became the Baltimore Orioles. So they share the same history. The St. Louis Browns didn't just implode and die. They ended up moving, uh, I want to say maybe mm -hmm. 1956. Don't quote me on that. Uh, but yeah, St. Louis, the, they were the second rate team. The Cardinals were always first. And mm -hmm. then the St. Louis Browns were kind of the, uh, the the second tier team. George Sisler is the only big Hall of Fame name I can remember ever playing for the the St. Louis Browns. But pitching matchup we got. You can remember because uh, you were there. I was there. I was on the beat. I was on the beat at that point. Friday night, Chad Cool against Clayton Kershaw. Saturday, Kyle Freeland against Michael Grove. Who the hell is that? We'll talk about him in a second. Sunday's day game at two ten. Uh, not sure how many people would be watching that over the Broncos. Uh, you got Herman Marquez versus Tyler Anderson. That's interesting. Uh, that Monday, is interesting. Our old friend, is. Tyler Anderson. I agree. Monday night, Jose Urania versus Tony Gonsolin at 8:10. Tuesday at 8:10, Ryan Feltner versus Julio Urias. And then on Wednesday at 2:20, Chad Cool and Clayton Kershaw again. <laughs> so that's also a weird one is a guy so making weird. his start in the same location in back-to-back -back starts like that can happen. Like I think Marquez, he started against the giants last week, but that was at Coors field. Mm -hmm. He starts this week at Oracle park different. I don't know. And again, because there's not a lot of six game series in the same place, it would have to be like, let's say a weekend series in San Diego. Then you fly back to Colorado for three games. And then you fly back to San Diego for three games in order to have the same guy start again in the same location. That's that's also a, a a weird one. But Michael Grove, yeah, perfect game or what? Is he, is that what is that going to be the? Is he going to be the Ford Proctor of the series? Michael Grove, perfect game Saturday night. Is, is that your weird prediction officially? Yeah, sure. I mean, it could ha anything could happen in this Dodger series for sure. <laughs> I'm expecting okay. full weird. Yeah, no, it's it it's going to have its moments. It will deliver on the weirdness. So, Susie, I had to do my research to learn a little bit about. Michael Grove. Okay. And how great do you think the information I'm going to share is going to be on a scale of one to 10? When yeah. I do my research and I do a deep dive, mm -hmm. so Michael Grove, never even heard of the guy. Mm -hmm. How great is this going to be? How fun, how exciting, how interesting, how strange on a scale of one to 10? One being boring, 10. Oh my God, what connections? This is crazy. His grandfather was who? What do you got? I feel like you're hyping this up so much, so it's got to be at least an eight. Okay. All right. So that, I, I thought you were going to go the opposite way and say I'm hyping it up so much because there's nothing to know about this guy. And that would have been the correct take. No! There's nothing interesting about Michael Grove. I'm sorry. Look, you you might need to go to the Dodgers clubhouse and just ask him, 
what's something interesting about you? You know, and you might say, oh, I put ketchup and mustard on my hot dog. And you're like, oh, Michael Grove, that's you're riveting. No, he was born and raised in West Virginia, went to the University of West Virginia. Mm. Otherwise, that's it. I've I've scoured. You know what? You know who we need to send in to talk to Michael Grove? Who? Thomas Harding, who is also from West Virginia and Ooh. talks a lot about West Virginia. So there's going to be a connection there. Uh, I'm going to work on that. That you, you will. That's right. He will be out in LA. Mm-hmm. So we'll have a yeah, whole it's gonna West be a party Virginia out chat. here. But, 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 but what kind of information are we going to get? Like, oh, one time he jumped into that big old quarry in Wheeling, West Virginia. You're like, ah. We'll take it. It's something. It's something. So, uh, yeah, Michael Grove, man. Well, they'll they'll have to dig it up. They'll find something out. So Saturday, we're looking for a perfect game, and we're looking for something interesting about Michael Grove. And if both of those things don't happen, that's okay. Believe us, we're not. We don't. We we do not hope for any kind of no hitter or perfect game. In fact, if Jonathan Daza didn't uh, double to lead off the game on Thursday night, we could have had a no hitter situation like another Bay Area team had. Right, Shohei Otani had his mm-hmm. uh, real deep against Oakland. Daza had the leadoff double, and then I think we had it was six innings until the Rockies finally were able to get another hit off Carlos Rodon. So uh, it's 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 rough. It's rough. All right, we got some other things uh, we want to talk about real quick. Uh, a look around the league because there are 29 other baseball teams who do 29 other interesting things, unlike Mr. Michael Grove. Have you have you have you uncovered something interesting in baseball? Um, you know what? I found some. I wanted to show some some news and notes I saw from social media. Uh, but I think Kale Kale made us some graphics. Let's pull them up. What's going to be first? Oh, okay. So this is a fun fact. There were. This is a map of the blockbuster video location in operation the last time the Mariners made it to the playoffs. Wow, there were a lot of blockbusters on the front range. Holy smokes, going all the way down like Colorado Springs up through Fort Collins was a, was a pretty dark chunk right there. Yeah, yeah. It's fitting sure. that the colors also match too. You, you know, know, I, I think you noticed that blockbuster and Mariners colors, same colors. Coincidence? No, I think no. Not. Mariners are Mariner, um blue and green, and the blockbuster is blue and yellow. These are they the also same have, colors. They also have gold. They also well, they they've got multiple colors. Um, the Mariners, they've got okay. a jersey that looks like that. Yeah. I guess. Okay. All right. All right. Um, all right. What do, what do we got next? What do we got next? Um, Jeff Houston of AT&T Sportsnet got to drink out of the Stanley Cup the other day. Oh, I did not see that. Yes. He posted, go. he posted it on his public Instagram page. So it's fair <laughs> game. Fair game. Full disclosure. Yeah. Yes, it was out there. Full, Just full to get, so we don't need to tap into Travis legal service uh, offices for that one because it's it's a fair it's, use. I, I I checked in before. Sorry, Travis. We don't Travis legal offices. We do not need you for this case. We don't yet. need you. Not yet. Not yet. Uh, what else do we got, Kale? Um, okay, I loved this. So Austin Gomber's wife Rachel had the kiddos hand out these little thank you cookies at Coors Field for the last game of the season or last homestand of the season. So I thought that was really sweet. That is sweet. I like that. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, think, I saw a lot of, a lot of little thank yous, a lot of little thank you gifts and tokens here and there for various course field staff. So it's nice to see them being appreciated. I, I like think the that. season ended probably a lot quicker than, than, than folks realize. Cause again, it's yeah. going into what October 6th or October 5th is the final game. And yet mm-hmm. um, the Rockies are done. At home yeah. that quickly, so yeah. Do we have anything else? More cookies next year. We might get yeah. more cookies. Oh my gosh! Uh, okay. Now, have this you seen really... this? On the yes, on the broadcast, they even have commercials for this movie that's coming yeah. out, popping up on Twitter, everywhere. This is very viral, and it's kind of it. It it's giving me nightmares already. Yeah. So I guess there's a horror movie called Smile that is being promoted with some guerrilla marketing and they're having this lady sit behind home plate, smiling the whole game, looking absolutely terrifying. So keep a lookout. If you see her on a broadcast, it's marketing. I think that's it, right? There's, there's people in in all the stadiums. I think Mm -hmm. there's a, I saw a guy doing it and yeah, yeah, it's been, it, it is mildly making me interested in seeing this movie. I mean, marketing can work that way. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been heavy duty, uh, on the smile 
all the time. Very scary stuff. Do not like it. Not a horror movie girl. So I'm ready for, for that to be done. I kind of, I have a love hate relationship with, with horror movies where Mm -hmm. in in, in another alternate reality, I I got into them pretty heavy, but in this one, I'm married to my wife and she means she'll have a nightmare if there's a spider is on the floor. So we stay away from those films uh, to say the least. So, um, uh, speaking of scary, Susie is going to be in LA all week long covering the Rocky series. It's the series part that's scary, not you in LA. With Me Sun. in LA is pretty scary, so I'll keep y'all posted. We'll talk again on Sunday about this. Who, are, are you? We 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 should have set like an over under for like celebrities that you might end up seeing. Is there somebody that goes to Dodgers games that we know? I mean, I mean Mary I Hart the, doesn't go anymore. Mario Lopez, of- you're gonna you're, you're gonna have a Mario Lopez sighting. I think. Mario yeah. Lopez is where we're going to set the bar. Let's see if you can do better. That's it. Mario Lopez is a perfect like B-level star. We'll see if you can either match Mario Lopez caliber or better, or if it's going oh, to be. This is below. a very good. I like this variety of over under. And I will get, and I, and I think I'll even give you the win or I'll give you the over. If you can couple together like a B and a C. So it doesn't have to just be one person. If you can get a nice smorgasbord of mm-hmm. uh, celebrities, we can add them up, and it it could end up equaling greater than one Mario Lopez. I'm wow, I'm I'm I will keep an eye out for sure. I you, promise you that you're gonna be busy, and I know we're gonna see all of that stuff about the most interesting man in the world, Michael Grove from West Virginia. We'll see what kind of celebrities are out. We'll see if Susie runs into the Smile people. Uh, and you could see all of that and more. Oh God. Uh, on Twitter at the NVR underscore Rockies at Patrick D Lyons is where I'm at on Twitter. And you can find me at the Susie Hunter on all platforms. Susie, this has been a lot of fun as it is always, but unfortunately, you know what they say about momentum. It's only as good as your next show. So we'll talk to you on Sunday.